This will literally change our life. We will serve the Lord differently today with a proper understanding of hell. And if you haven't received Jesus Christ, don't delay. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and today on In Grace, we're going to be in a series that we started last week leading up to Easter, and it's called, Can the Resurrection Change My Life? And today we're gonna talk about one of the key issues that the resurrection solves for me, and that is the eternal destiny of all sinners, which is an eternal lake of fire. So that is one of the wonderful, wonderful things about the resurrection of Jesus because he paid for my sin and I put my trust in him, I've been given a full pardon from that awful penalty of my sin. And that to me is the greatest news in the entire world. So I'm excited about the resurrection as again, we're coming up to Easter and we're coming up to this time of the year that we again, remember what he did for us, what Jesus did for us on the cross. And then that beautiful, wonderful Sunday morning that he rose again the third day. So we're going to cover all of this today, and I'm excited about it. Right before we get into the message, we're really thrilled about a brand new series that we have here at InGrace called The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. The Bible predicts that there will be a temple rebuilt in Jerusalem in the future, and today they're actually working hard on achieving that. So we have a three-part series that you can get for a gift of any amount. You can contact us by going to our website, ingraceradio.com, or calling us at one 800 Grace. We'll tell you more about that at the end, but I really encourage you to check out the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Also, In Grace has some wonderful trips coming up. We're going to Alaska on a cruise in July and Israel in February of next year. We'd love for you to come along with us to find out more information and get a free brochure. Go to ingraceradio.com, click on travel, or call us 1-800-78-GRACE. I love talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I think it's just the greatest thing in the entire universe. It tells the incredible story, not only of God's holiness and his justice, but also his mercy and his love. Do you appreciate the resurrection of Jesus Christ? I hope you do. Listen, lately I've been having a little trouble at home uh, with Karen. Um, Now, I usually don't go public with stuff like this, but I, I, need, your, I need your prayers. Uh, the problem was I noticed that she started having a little trouble hearing. So I wasn't sure exactly what to do. So when I was at my doctor, I told him about it. And, and he said, you know what? Uh, you know, don't make a big deal about it, but there's a little informal test you can do and, and just kind of see and then you know, let me know. And then if it turns out that she needs hearing aids, we can, you know, we can just kind of gently ease her into that. So he said, uh, what you do is just maybe stand about 40 feet away when you're at home, and when she doesn't see you, just speak to her in a normal voice, and uh, if she doesn't hear you, move 10 feet closer, 10 feet closer, until she hears you, and then just let me know. So I went back home, the perfect situation presented itself. She was in the kitchen, she was working on something, and about 40 feet away, I said, honey, what's for dinner? Nothing. Nothing. 
So I moved 10 feet closer, 30 feet away. Again, honey, what's for dinner? She couldn't hear me. I'm starting to get really worried, like, oh, this is worse than I thought. I moved 10 feet closer, 20 feet away. Honey, what's for dinner? She couldn't hear me. I was like, oh boy. 10 feet away, honey, what's for dinner? Nothing. So then I got right behind her. And I said, Karen, what's for dinner? She says, Jim, what's wrong with you? I said, chicken, five times. So I did not report that to my doctor. (laughs) Most of the time, we think the other person has the problem when it's really us with the problem. So what we're going to do today is talk again about the power of the resurrection and how it can change my life. I want to really focus some of my message today on what did the resurrection save us from. And I really believe the proper understanding of our salvation, what were we saved from because of the resurrection and our faith in Jesus Christ, who overcame death, our trust in him, what did that save us from? Most people are surprised that Jesus spoke more about hell than he did about heaven. Most people, though, don't want to think about hell. They want to deny it. They want to air condition it. They want to allegorize it. They they don't want to believe in a literal, eternal lake of fire. They would rather say that the problem isn't with us, the problem is with God when it comes to this doctrine of hell. But if Jesus really did understand it and speak about it uh, more than anyone else, then we had better understand what he said. The problem isn't with God, the problem is with us. What did Jesus say about hell? Well, it says in Matthew 13, verse 41, the Son of Man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of his kingdom and all things that offend and them which do iniquity, and then what? And shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. And then a few verses later, he says it again, in Matthew 13, 49, so shall it be an end of the world, the angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There it is again, and here it is again. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Further on in Jesus' life, in Matthew 23, verse 33, Jesus is talking to the religious person. Now you say, wait, You're saying the religious person, the person that looks like they're obeying God and they're doing all these good works, what did Jesus call them? And by the way, these were the ones that were deceiving people for their own gain. They were using religion as a weapon. Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? Are you starting to understand that Jesus spoke about a literal place? A place of torment, a place that is damnation, a place of fire, a place called hell. Matthew 25, verse 41 gives us a little insight into why hell was even created. In verse 41 of Matthew 25, it says, Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed into what? Everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So now that helps us understand. God didn't create hell for you. 
But that is the only other place there is if you reject his offer of salvation from hell. I think all of us believe the devil should go to hell and the demon should go to hell. We also probably believe the, the most wicked that have ever lived, the Hitlers, should go to hell, right? But we certainly don't think we should go to hell, but we all have sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We're all full of iniquity. There's no one that is righteous, no, not one. So really, that is what we all deserve. Mark 9, 43, and if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell. This is Jesus. He's talking about hell. Into the fire that never shall be quenched. Now, I can't get my mind around that. I can't. I just think this is such a horrible, horrible doctrine, but friends, it's in the Bible. It's clearly in the Bible. And if we kind of just ignore it or, or minimize it or allegorize it, then we are not understanding the truth. And I think if we understand hell, we will understand what we're saved from, and this will literally change our life. We will serve the Lord differently today with a proper understanding of hell. And if you haven't received Jesus Christ, don't delay. Don't delay. Verse 44 of Mark 9, where the worm dieth not, the fire is not quenched. This is what Jesus said. And then, of course, the story of the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man also died and was buried in hell. He lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Lazarus was the other one that died, the beggar, the poor man. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Is this serious? Is it real? According to Jesus it is, and who would be the better authority than the Lord Jesus Christ? Jesus spoke more about hell than anyone else in the Bible, more than Moses and David and Isaiah and Paul and Peter and John. He spoke about hell being a real place and a necessary place. So people say, well, how could hell be a part of God's creation, who, this God who is loving? How could this loving God send someone to an eternal lake of fire? Well, let me ask you this question. Would you ever dare call a judge unloving who sentenced a person who had raped and tormented and killed your daughter? Would you ever call that judge unloving for sentencing that person to a 10 by 10 cell for the rest of his life? No, we would actually say that that's just, that's right, that's what that person deserves, or worse, the death penalty. Now, what if that judge allowed his only son to pay the penalty of that offender? Would the offender call that judge unloving? That's what God has done for all of us. You say, I've never, you know, killed anybody. Jesus said, it's not even, the sin isn't even the sin of actually doing it. The sin is the sin of the heart. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. 
Are you interested in the end times prophecy of the rebuilding of the Jewish temple? Then you need to watch InGrace's new video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Jim Scudder Jr. will take you to amazing sites like the Temple Mount, the Dome of the Rock, and the land on the Mount of Olives purchased for the sacrifice of the red heifer. Jim Scudder has exclusive interviews with experts and people involved in rebuilding the temple. This new series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to InGrace. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes and see how all of this impacts our world today. When your gift is $35 or more, Jim Scudder will also send you an incredible eight-part video series called Armageddon's Dawn and a beautiful End Times Prophecy Chart. Don't wait. Get this video series today to order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. What happened in the Garden of Eden? Let's go back to the Garden of Eden. Genesis tells us in Genesis 2 that God tells Adam... The tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. So he could eat of any other tree in the garden but this one. And God told Adam this. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. That's more than just a physical death. And at that point, he started to die physically. And all of us are going to face that funeral. You will have a funeral. Now, is this talking about that death? No, it's actually talking about a second death, a much worse death. We won't go to it now, but read this later. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, it talks about the second death, which is a lake that burns with fire and brimstone forever. That's the second death. So the warning was, if you eat of this tree, you will face the second death. And what does Satan do? Satan comes along, disguised as one of God's beautiful creatures, and tells Eve, God had said, you will surely die. Satan says, you will not surely die. So what was Satan's deception? That God's punishment isn't real. The consequences of your sin is not what God said they are going to be. There's the problem. I read a, a preacher from the 1930s, and he said this, 1930, the old idea about hell has faded out, and pastors of cultured churches refuse to revive it. That was in the 30s. What, what are churches teaching today? Certainly not about the truth of hell. Let me just say this, and let's make a statement. Even if this sermon is unpopular, hell is a real and necessary place made for Satan and all those that believe Satan. If the resurrection of Jesus Christ conquered hell and those that put their trust in him also conquer hell, that changes our life today. It changes our life today. We have the opportunity of going to interview one of the rescuers of 9-11. Very few people were found in the rubble of the World Trade Center, but there was a former Marine. And I know, I know, there's no such thing as a former Marine. But this Marine that was uh, retired 
put on his marine uniform and went down and dug into the rubble and found two police officers and, and saved their lives. Isn't that incredible? And we get to interview him. Uh, we, we have permission to go and actually go into the museum and the memorial at 9-11 in New York and film there an Grace uh, episode about this guy. His name is uh, Dave Carnes. So that'll be coming up in May, and that'll air in September for the, for the 20th anniversary of 9-11. But can you imagine going into that rubble, putting your life at risk to save those police officers? That would, those police officers' life should be forever indebted to Dave and the other fellow that was with him. It, it should change their life forever once you understand what we're saved from. Now, don't accuse God of being unloving because God's desire is for you to avoid hellfire. It says in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is what? Long-suffering to us word. Not willing that any should perish. That's God's heart. That's God's will. But God doesn't force his mercy, his grace upon you. You have to receive it. That's why the Bible, that's why Jesus said that we're saved by faith, that we, we need to believe in Jesus. Then, then you're receiving a gift of salvation to avoid the penalty of sin, which is death and hell, the second death. God doesn't want any person to have that second death. And that's why he sent his son. If you were the only one alive, he would have sent Jesus for you. That's life-changing. Not only will it change your eternity, but it'll change your life today. I love reading uh, Billy Sunday. You know, think about a fire and brimstone preacher. You know, baseball player, uh, got saved. He said this, he said, a lot of you are working overtime to jump into the fire that God is trying to keep you from. And some people, uh, well, what about this? Or what about this person or that person? Listen, stop worrying about other people. Make sure you're saved first. You know, when you're on an airplane and they tell you when the oxygen masks drop, put yours on first and then help those that you're assisting your kids. Why? Because if you don't and you pass out, you can't help your kids, right? So get saved. Don't wait. Don't delay. Don't worry about other people. Get saved today and then join the mission of telling other people about the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. Jesus said the road to destruction is wide the gate to heaven is narrow. He is the gate. He is the door. There's no other way. Stop trying to jump into the fire that God has saved you from and put your faith in Jesus Christ. But the resurrection of Jesus Christ does more than just provide salvation from hell. It does transform our lives today. Let's look at 1 Peter. We're going to be looking at several verses today that it all starts with the resurrection. First Peter 1, 3, this is written to believers, and this is showing us that the resurrection does more than just save us from hell. It will transform our lives today. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, there's one God, the Father, Son, and Spirit, three in one. That's called the Trinity. It's a little hard for our human minds to grasp, but there's only one God, but there's three persons of the Godhead, each with their own uh, characteristics and qualities and, and responsibilities. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have the Father, the Son there, which according to his abundant mercy, 
Okay, this is the God we're talking about, not uh, unloving. He, he, he is abundantly loving and merciful God. Hath begotten us again. I just love that idea. Begotten us again. You know, all of us have had a birth. You've had a birth, right? How many of you have been born? My dad used to say we were hatched, so, you know, that's a little different. But born, you're born, right? We've all had a single birth. But the Bible talks about born again, a second birth, and it's, it's a spiritual birth. And if you've had both births, a physical birth, born of water, born of a woman, you need a second birth, and that's a spiritual birth, a rebirth, if you will. And how can you be born again? That's what Nicodemus, the religious Pharisee, asked Jesus. Jesus said, you know, put your trust, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's how we can be born again. So then those that have done that, they're going to they're gonna not have to face two deaths. So if you've had two births, you're only going to have to face one death. That's the physical death. You won't have to face the spiritual death. But you've only had one birth. You have two deaths to look forward to or not look forward to. But we are begotten again unto a lively hope. I love this too. This is another neat way to phrase it. A lively hope by what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. So this word, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, okay, uh, this predicates everything else we're going to study and read about. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our life today is a reborn life. It's a new life, those that have received him. And now and only now can we really and truthfully enjoy life as God designed it and intended it. It's life, the resurrection is life-changing. We are born again into a lively hope. We now have lives filled with a living hope. Now, if that doesn't change what we think, change what we do, change the, the way that we go about life, then nothing's true in the Bible. The resurrection, because we're born again into a lively hope because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it changes everything. We're like, we're like new. And now we can serve the Lord in a way that we never could before. And we'll talk more about that tomorrow, the importance of the resurrection. Can the resurrection change my life today? Of course, the resounding answer is yes. And one of the most wonderful, wonderful aspects of the resurrection is that those that place their faith in the resurrected Savior, Jesus, will no longer be under that penalty of eternal hell. And so, again, the resurrection is everything. We're talking about that more tomorrow and the rest of this week as we're leading up to Easter. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, we have this brand new, awesome video series called The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. We're going to be offering that to you as a resource of this month. And the way that you're going to get it is by supporting in grace with a gift of any amount. It's our way of saying thank you, uh, this wonderful three-part series about what's happening today in Israel with the red heifers now that are in Israel, heart makers building harps for the temple worship, uh, a man growing these ancient plants for the temple incense, these old wooden beams that came out of the original temple. That We're telling all of those stories and more in this amazing three-part full series. Now, you probably heard some of this on the radio. You might have seen some of this 
this on television, but you're not getting the whole thing. It's about double of what we can put on television and radio. The quest to rebuild the Jewish temple is yours for a gift of any amount. And when you give to In Grace, you're expressing your investment in grace, in the gospel, and more people hear about that. Now, if you can give $35 or more, we're going to send you the Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple video series or digital download and the full eight-part Armageddon's Dawn video series and prophecy chart. Now, how do you get this? It's simple. You can call us 1-800-78-GRACE. If it's after hours, leave a voicemail or go online anytime to ingraceradio.com. ingraceradio.com. As a thank you for your gift of any amount, Jim Scudder will send you the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple when your gift is $35 or more. He will also send you his eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, and a beautiful end times prophecy chart. Order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple by calling 800-78-GRACE. Go to our secure website, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800-78-GRACE or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.